0: Hello, hello, you're listening to the No Fucks Given podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Knight, author of the No Fucks Given Guides, a series of self-help books for people like me who hate being told what to do. Just like the books, the podcast is fun, sweary, and full of tips and techniques for giving fewer, better fucks and living your best life. Let's get to it. All right, folks. First and as always, welcome and thank you so much for listening to the No Fucks Given podcast. This is the season one finale, episode 26, the fucking season finale. I want to thank all of the listeners who have gotten us here and all of my team members at Cadence 13, especially my producer extraordinaire, Lauren LaGrasso. Lauren, I could not have done this without you. Today, as our season one finale, I'm going to do a little walk down memory lane. I want to tell you some pretty deep stuff about what this podcast has meant for my life, Uh, give a little inside info on some of my favorite episodes, answer one more you-asked-for-it listener question for good measure, and as always, listen to the end for your NFG tip of the week. Also, if you guys are noting that I have an especially husky delivery today, that is because yesterday I went to a very loud, very crowded bar for the first time since I've been fully vaccinated, and I was shouting to be heard over my friends, so you guys are gonna get the uh, sexy voice treatment for the season finale. Um, But I wanna start off with a personal story, which I do sometimes, and I was thinking about how to wrap up season one, and I looked back in my email to see when I started on this whole podcast thang, and it turns out that it was one year and two days ago when I sent the original draft deck for the No Fucks Given podcast to my agent. So I had I had whipped up a little PowerPoint about who I am and what I do and what this podcast was going to be, um, even though it is fair to say I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, but I had been a guest on lots of podcasts over the last five years promoting my books and talking to some really talented, really successful podcasters all over the world. So I just kind of tried to take what I had observed from them, tried to make it my own a little, and waited to see what would come of it. And it is also fair to say that one year and two days ago, I was in the grips of the deepest, darkest depression that I have ever experienced. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but in uh, July of 2020, there was a global pandemic raging, Uh, still is, in fact. But it was one of those situations where it had been, you know, five months. And at that point, we sort of all knew it was going to be at least another five months. And I think it was just a personal nadir for me for a lot of reasons. I wasn't able to do any writing, I had a book of essays under contract that I was just starting and stopping and starting and stopping, and that was making me feel um, like a failure and a fraud and all kinds of things. And also, of course, I was exceptionally worried about the world and my health and my family's health and the health of people I love. Um, And it was just, it was really, 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 really bad. And I'm sure that I am not even close to the only one out there who was having a particularly hard time. And uh, as I was sitting around, doing nothing except, you know, staying alive. I was feeling bad about doing nothing except staying alive. And my book agent reached out to me and she said, you know, now might be a really good time to get that podcast off the ground. And of course, podcasting is a thing one can do when one is isolated, alone in one's home. And she knew that I was not really having much success writing, although she didn't know the extent to why I wasn't really having much success writing. And I just I took that suggestion as a lifeline and I ran with it. It gave me a clear purpose. It gave me a weekly goal with lots of in-between tasks. Uh, It forced me to interact with many people instead of just my husband and my stupid feral trash cats, Gladys Knight and Mr. Stussy. And, you know, I just, I dug in and I got working on it. And like I said, I sent that deck out in uh, early July of 2020 and started having conversations with production companies and eventually landed with my team at Cadence 13. And, you know, there was just a lot to do. There was a lot of stuff to figure out. There was art, there was jingles, there were ads, um, press releases and all that kind of thing. And so by the time we actually aired the first episode in January of 2021, I was feeling a lot better. You know, it had been many months and I was digging myself out with various forms of therapeutic, you know, with meditation and medication and just all of the tools that I have to get myself into a better mental place. But also, I had been working on this new thing. And as the show went along, I really felt like I was getting my groove back. But the reason I'm telling you all this is just because I may come across as sassy and confident and full of practical, rational advice, uh, doesn't mean that I don't struggle as hard as the next person or that I won't again. And I think and hope that my own experience has translated into creating a show that helped lots of you feel better during the course of this very weird and difficult and sad time. Uh, The fan mail has been pretty awesome. Also, the occasional hate mail, which I cheerfully ignore because guess what I don't give about hate mail? Um, but all of this is to say, I really appreciate everyone who put their faith in me to create this show, especially since literally none of those people knew what a hard time I was having. And if they had known that, they might have been a little more wary about signing off on on me. Uh, and, you know, but then again, I also hope that all of the personal stories and the advice and the tips and the strategies and the listener questions that have made up season one of the No Fucks Given podcast go to show that most of us are struggling at least some of the time, and that's normal. And there are ways to feel and do better. And the more we talk about mental health and personal growth and self-care, the better for everyone. Because in the end, the very act of letting someone with a shit ton of mental problems talk about them is what got us to over a million downloads in six months. So this has been a win-win. Uh, And I'm really happy about what we've all accomplished in season one. Coming up, I am going to pick my top three favorite episodes and tell you why and give you a little inside info and bonus content on each one. So stay tuned. And remember, if you haven't heard them all, you can always binge from the beginning on my website anytime, nofucksgivenguides.com slash podcast. Okay, so uh, taking this little walk down memory lane and choosing my top three favorite episodes of season one, and I am going to go with number three, uh, episode seven, Being Late is Bullshit, Tips for Time Management. And it was kind of a tie between this one and the episode that I did on getting control of your email, but time management wins out because I can mostly control my own email, but it makes My life better when other people learn how to be on time. So in case you thought I was being at all altruistic about this, I am not. Um, This was the episode where I explained that the majority of people who are chronically late are not doing it to be disrespectful or because they are inherently bad people. It's because they have no fucking idea how long it takes them to do anything. They don't know how long it takes them to shower and blow dry their hair and pack their kids lunch. You know, they don't know how long it takes them to drive from their house to the post office and then to the grocery store and back. Um, So I gave a really easy tip for fixing that once and for all in episode seven. And that is why it is going in my top three because it is some of the most significant bang for your buck change that you could get from a single podcast episode. So if being late is a problem for you, please go back and listen to it. If it's a problem for any of your friends, please forward it to them. Episode 7 changes lives, and I am all about that life-changing magic. And I'm going to give you one little bonus tip about time management. Remember that bar I said I went to yesterday, that crowded bar? Uh, I was late because I did not switch the Google Maps thing from... Uh, car to walking directions. I had intended to walk to this bar, and I looked it up on Google Maps, and it was like, oh, it's going to be an 11-minute walk. And I was like, great. And then right before I left the house, I looked at the Google Maps again just to make sure I knew where I was going, and I realized that I had been on the the car icon instead of the walking icon, and it was actually going to be a 32-minute walk. Um, So sometimes, even though I am a globally renowned, best-selling anti-guru with fantastic practical advice and easy strategies for you. I am also a big, big dummy who forgets to change the little Google Maps icon. So pro tip, make sure you're on the car icon if you intend to drive and you're on the walking icon if you intend to walk. What can I say, guys? This is the hard-hitting advice you come to the No Fucks Given podcast for. Um, Moving on to my second favorite episode of season one, this was episode 17. It was called Self-Care, Mental Health, and the Privilege of Not Giving a Fuck. Um, before this episode even happened, I got an email asking me not to do it. So let me just back that up for a second, which is that I have this monthly audio advice column called You Asked For It that I do every four weeks on the podcast. And one of the listener questions that I had received was about privilege. And the the listener wrote to me and said, you know, do you think that your theory of mental decluttering and not giving a fuck works for people who enjoy less privilege than you do? And I thought it was a great question and not a super easy one or facile one to answer in a quick segment. So I wanted to devote a whole episode to it. And I mentioned that I was planning on devoting an episode to the privilege inherent in being able to not give a fuck. Um, And after I mentioned that, I got an email from another listener who said, Sarah, I love your podcast. All of my friends listen to it. You said you were going to do an episode about privilege, and I am begging you not to ruin your podcast by talking about privilege. I'm so sick of hearing about it. Uh, you know, I believe that people just have to pick themselves up by their bootstraps and wherever they landed in life is what they have to work with. And I'm tired of hearing people whine about privilege. I'm I'm paraphrasing, but not by much. Um, and that email made me want to do it even more because I realized how many people out there might be listening to my show and I might have the opportunity to educate them, inform them, and maybe even change their minds about some really difficult complex, thorny topics. So I did the episode, I did episode 17 and I heard from the original questioner, the the guy that had written to me about whether I thought that the privilege of not giving a fuck was accessible to people who had you know less money or less status uh, or an unstable family life. And he thanked me for addressing it as honestly and openly as I was capable of addressing it. Um, And that was really good. And we actually had a nice little back and forth over email. Um, I also included in episode 17 a less uh, friendly query that I had gotten from another listener that was basically like, I'm fucking sick and tired of listening to people like you who have it all and don't have children to support and can move to a tropical island, which if you don't know, I live on a tropical island now and have for the last five years. Um, And this isn't accessible to people like me. And I have this family and these two kids and these jobs that I can't leave. And, you know, and I just want to know how the fuck am I supposed to do all these things that I want to do in my life? And so I had used that question as kind of uh, a bookend to the episode because I wanted to be able to address this person and really try to help her. This was a woman who wrote in and really say, you know, I know you think you're stuck, but I'm not sure you really are. And here are some concrete steps you might be able to take to solve the challenges that you put forward in your email. You know, I don't know her whole life, and I was trying to be very empathetic to the idea that there was stuff that I didn't know. But based on the things that were in her question to me, I felt like I had some pretty good advice to give about how she might be able to make some changes in her life, despite all of the challenges that she faced. And months later, I heard from her, um, and she said, "You know, you're right. I was, I was a little bit uh, letting off some steam in the way I phrased my question to you, and I really appreciate you taking it, taking the the aggression that I had, um, and turning it around and giving me some advice, which I actually thought was really great." And I'm going to share this episode with my husband and see if we can get a little bit more on the same page of, you know, the things that I might want to do with our life that I felt like I was being held back by our jobs, our kids and all that good stuff. So ultimately, I was really proud of having done that episode because I was so nervous to do it. I am a cis, white, heterosexual woman. I am very financially well off, although I was not always uh, and I do have a, a great life and an easy life that I've set up for myself. And I think that I have advice to give other people about how they can do some or all of what I've done. But I don't want to sound like an asshole, you know, trying to explain it. I was really nervous about getting it wrong. I was really nervous about unwittingly uh, exposing my privilege in a way that that makes me sound, you know, just insufferable. Um, and... Although I have given reams of great actionable advice in this season and in all of my No Fucks Given guides, I'm putting episode 17 in the number two spot of my favorite because it represents a big personal growth moment for me, for being willing to try to address some people's concerns and potentially fail at it in order to advance an agenda that is much, much bigger than me and my sweary self-help empire. And perhaps it goes without saying that the one person I have not heard from in this little tale is the listener who wrote to me asking me not to do an episode on privilege. I hope that she kept listening. I hope that she heard what I was saying. I hope that it might have changed her mind about how important it is to have these conversations and understanding your own privilege and making sure that the things that you do And say and instruct and expect others to do uh, has to be measured by everyone's relative privilege and also that you know it's important to be willing to fuck up and fix it. Um, I think we should all do more of that in addition to making our fuck budgets and letting our freak flags fly and saying no to shit we don't want to do and all of that other awesome stuff I've taught you guys this season. So That was my number two favorite, and coming up, I am going to tell you all about my favorite episode and why, and why maybe it should be yours too. Okay, so moving on to my favorite episode of the No Fucks Given podcast, season one. And just incidentally, I have been running a bunch of giveaways on my Instagram account, which is just No Fucks Given Guides. Um, and I've been giving away uh, my books and to enter, all people have to do is tell me what their favorite podcast episode is and why. So it's been really gratifying to see that pretty much every episode has been represented for some reason by someone. Um, that's that's just really cool, I think. But for me, uh, I had to really, I had to make some tough decisions about my number one favorite. I personally love my episodes on managing anxiety anxiety is a big deal to me it's a big thing in my life I wrote calm the fuck down for people like me and people who are just kind of like me who need to figure out how to be able to calm down and rationally logically deal with all of the shit that life throws at them Um, and I did a few episodes on that 10 11 and then I think maybe 23 Um, I also really loved episode 15 fuck being perfect But I think that I love all of those because they are all topics that I have personally struggled with. Anxiety and perfection have really defined a lot of my life. Um, And all of the advice and the tips that came out of those struggles and went straight into Calm the Fuck Down and another one of my books called You Do You feel especially relevant to me. Um, But I didn't think that that was the best criteria for an episode reaching the cream of the crop, the number one spot, and being my favorite. Um, Because I know that anxiety and perfectionism also are problems for a lot of you listening, but they are a little bit more specialized. Whereas episode 14 deals with the concept that I get the most pushback on, the most people coming to the no fucks given Facebook group or popping up in my DMs on Instagram to ask how they can possibly do it The most common issue from five years of collected reader and now listener mail I addressed in episode 14, it's time to stop giving a fuck about what other people think. And this is really the key to the entire fucking kingdom, folks. You know, this is how you begin to give fewer, better fucks. Uh, It is how you begin to separate what is important to you, what makes you happy, what brings you joy from the stuff that is not as important to you or makes you unhappy or actively annoys you. This is the episode where I talk about being selfish and how selfish is treated as a four-letter word in our society. And I know a lot about four-letter words and I don't think it qualifies. Um, I talk about the difference between good selfish and bad selfish and how to release yourself from what I call the tyranny of just because, living your life at the lowest common denominator because that's just how everybody else has always been doing it, um, and how to identify what I call your WNDs, what you want, need, and deserve. But the big takeaway from that episode and from my entire body of work is that you should stop giving a fuck about what other people think because you cannot control what other people think. That is the whole deal. Why would you waste your precious fuck bucks, your time, energy, and money on shit you can't control? It just, it makes no sense, right? When I put it like that, it makes no goddamn sense. And even with all of my personal quirks and all of my struggles and all of my mental health issues and whatnot, I can honestly say I have almost never had trouble not giving a fuck about what other people think. So when I went back and I looked at season one of the podcast, you know, it's based, like I said, in the body of work of all my books where I talk about anxiety and I talk about motivation and goal setting and get your shit together. And I talk about building confidence and being yourself and you do you. And I talk about setting boundaries and saying no in my last book, fuck no, Um, I am actually thinking that it is this attribute, not giving a fuck about what other people think, that has enabled me to build out everything else. You know, I do not give and have almost never given a motherfucking fuck about what other people think of me. I'm my own worst enemy, frankly, but other people, who fucking cares? They live their lives, I'll live mine, it's great, it's been working out really well for me. So I really encourage you guys to go back to episode 14 and take a listen or take a re-listen and internalize everything I say in there and use it to go out in the world and immediately begin giving fewer, better fucks. I know you can do it. So there you have it. My top three favorite episodes for various reasons uh, of the No Fucks Given podcast. Number three Was episode 7 being late is bullshit tips for time management that episode is gold number two was episode 17 self-care mental health and the privilege of not giving a fuck and number one my favorite episode the one that is destined to help as many people as can possibly put it in their dear little ears It's time to stop giving a fuck about what other people think. So listen to that episode and find out why and how to do it. Coming up next, I am going to do one more listener question to round out the season. Like I said, I have this monthly advice column called You Asked For It, and I spend entire episodes of the podcast getting through five, six, seven, eight questions, uh, and I felt like I needed to do one more on the season finale. So that is coming up next. And after that, I will give you your NFG tip of the week. Uh, before I get to those, though, just a reminder, you can always go to my website, nofucksgivenguides.com. You can get the show notes to every podcast episode. You can check out my books, my journals, the page a day calendar, sign up for my No Fucks Given newsletter, and all that good stuff. So, If you're a Gold Star listener and you've already heard every episode of the podcast, just go to NoFucksGivenGuides.com, tool around there, take some quizzes, download some flow charts, have a ball. Coming up next, one more, you asked for it. Okay, so as I said, I just did my usual monthly edition of my advice column a couple weeks ago. Uh, That was episode 24. But it didn't seem right to close out the season without one more you-asked-for-it question. So here goes. This listener says, I was born with cerebral palsy, and I use a walker to get around. That's the only thing that stops me, if you want to call it stopping me, from living my life. Literally, I can drive, I have a job, I whip that walker around like it's nothing. I do 5Ks, and I have a goal of doing the Boston Marathon. All I need is the walker for balance. But when it comes to dating, it's been very hard. Every guy asks me questions immediately like, can you have children? Can you have sex? And it's demoralizing. I can't seem to get past a first date. I've had many, many first dates, but very few second dates. And then the ghosting, the anxiety, and the blow to my self-esteem. I realize that someone with a quote-unquote disability can be scary to some people. But I'm a normal girl, and I'm looking to find that partner that I can connect with. How do I explain the walker without making it sound right off the bat like a bad thing? I would really appreciate any advice you have on this. Well, first of all, I'm really honored that you wrote to me about this, and I'm sorry that you have had such a tough time in the dating world. You know, I realize that I cannot possibly understand what you're going through on a cellular level, but I can tell you that there is nothing wrong with you. You're not scary to anyone, And that the best thing you can do for your dating prospects is to believe that. Um, I have talked on this podcast before about something I call mental redecorating. And it comes from my book, You Do You. And it's about building confidence. And so if you think of your mental space like a living room uh, and you want to be able to get around it a little easier, you want it to be prettier, you want it to be more functional. And you want it to be full of things that you love. Um, that means that you have to get rid of the shit that is getting in your way, the shit that you don't like. Um, and so the way I like to describe it is, you know, mean stuff that people have said about you or even that you've thought about yourself. Those are like really unflattering photos that you would never blow up to poster size and hang on the wall of your living room, Right. You want the stuff that makes you feel good. And mental redecorating has two components. One of those is to get rid of the shit that doesn't make you feel good, right? Stop thinking about, stop dwelling on, stop displaying uh, all of that bad stuff in your mental living room. But another way that I try to describe mental redecorating to people is You're taking the stuff that's there, that has to be there. You know, you need a couch to sit on. You need a lamp to light the room. Um, But you are making it the best version that it can possibly be. And so when someone criticizes you or when you criticize yourself, you take that criticism and you repaint it. You reupholster it. You take its essential form and you mix it up. So, for example, if people say that you are bossy and opinionated, you can say, no, I'm just a leader. If people say you're a pessimist, like that's a bad thing, you can say, yeah, no, I'm a realist, which I think of as a good thing. And in your case, if somebody is going to look down on you or critique you, for your disability, you can be like, yeah, guess what? I can do everything you can do and I have this walker. Which one of us is the stronger one now? So that's my first bit of advice to you is to shore up your mental space and make it the brightest and most pleasant and strongest that it can be for yourself so that you are prepared to show people around in it um, and to build that kind of confidence that is going to help you Attract a romantic partner because people are really attracted to confidence. But as to the nuts and bolts, let's say you're on a first date and the guy asks whether you can have sex and whether you can have kids. I think you should fight fire with fire and say something like, Hey, listen, I understand you may have never met anyone with cerebral palsy, so you don't understand exactly how it affects me. And I do understand why you would see that walker and wonder what other physical limitations I may have. But I hope you understand how tiring it is for that to be the first question I get whenever I show up on a date with this walker, like all the time. So I'm gonna ask you to think about it this way there are tons of women who don't have walkers that won't end up being sexually compatible with you or be able or want, to get pregnant with your baby. And I mean, maybe you aren't sexually compatible with me, and maybe you can't get me pregnant with a baby, who knows? But I'm willing to let that be a mystery for a few dates while we get to know each other in other ways. I'm a normal girl, I do everything normally except that I need a walker for my balance, and I would love it if you asked me, let's call it five more interesting questions about who I am before we get to the sex stuff, deal? So that's one way I think you might be able to handle it. Now, let's say you haven't even met the guy yet. You're on a dating site, and you're having a conversation before you even get to planning a date. This is where you take it back to that mental redecorating. You lead with your strengths. You know, chat about all of the fun, interesting, exciting things that you have to offer. And if it gets to the point where you're planning an actual date, and you want to bring up your walker in advance so that it's not a surprise... Uh, but you also don't want to scare him off before the date even happens, I would handle it similarly. You know, say something like, this has been great, I've loved chatting with you. Before we go out, you should know I use a walker for balance. I'm telling you so that we can meet without it being a surprise, but more so that we can skip the same extremely invasive question that most guys ask when they see it, which is about sex. I answer all questions about sex on the third date. I like to spend the first two talking about much more interesting things, such as the latest book I read, my favorite city in the world, and the marathon I'm training for. So how about it? And if a guy turns you down after that, then he's just not the right partner for you. And so be it. It'll help you weed out the useless ones. But I imagine that you are going to get a few who, at minimum, want to prove how open-minded they are, Uh, And a few others who really respect your bold and confident approach and want to get to know a bold and confident woman. So I hope that helps. And I would love to hear if it scores you a few second or third dates. So you can email me podcast at nofucksgivenguides.com if you want to and let me know how it goes. So there you have it. One last you asked for it listener question and answer from me to round out season one. This is usually the point on any given episode where I would do a little recap of everything we've talked about before I get to the NFG tip of the week. But I thought it might be fun to try to recap season one in its entirety. Okay, let's see how fast I can get through this. On season one of the No Fucks Given podcast, we talked about mental decluttering, we talked about making a fuck budget. Saying no to shit you hate, standing up for yourself, setting boundaries, getting motivated, uh, getting organized, being on time, gaining confidence, taming anxiety, improving focus, and making your must-do lists, getting to inbox zero, fitting people back into your life or not as the world reopens, giving fewer better fucks at work, Uh, and solving problems instead of making them worse, and so much more, my little fucklings. What a great season it's been. And though it has come to an end, the podcast is always here for you if you need a re-listen or just a single 45-minute pep talk full of curse words, and there are 26 NFG tips of the week just waiting to be unleashed on your life. So here is the last one, and it is a doozy. This week's NFG tip is know your worth. That's N-O, your worth. You need to be able to say no to people and organizations that don't value you the way you deserve to be valued. And I thought that this was a really good NFG tip of the week to end the season on because it addresses so much of what we are all thinking and feeling about going back into the world into our personal relationships and our professional lives. As the pandemic may still be going on, but a lot of us are getting vaccinated, we have to go back into the office, we're having the opportunity to see family and friends again, but it can also be very overwhelming, and it's really important to know your worth. Um, You have that fuck budget that I have been going on and on about for the last season of this podcast you are in charge of allocating it. Your time, your money, your energy, you want and need to give that over to things that give you bang for your buck, you know, bang for your fuck bucks. You need to feel valued. You need to value yourself and you need to be able to say no and set boundaries against people and organizations that do not share that value. So I wrote my last No Fucks Given Guide, Fuck No, uh, back in 2019, and then the world shut down and we all kind of just had to say no to things because we couldn't. We weren't allowed to do them. It wasn't advisable. And as the world is opening back up, I think it is more important than ever to be able to decide what you really want out of life and what you don't and say no. But also, as I said, and this goes out especially to the last listener uh, who wrote into the You Asked For It column whose question I answered moments ago, know your worth. Say no if someone is not respecting your worth. And hey, if you need help saying no, that's what episode three was all about. So that is gonna do it for this season of the No Fucks Given podcast. Thank you again so much for listening. It has been a wild ride. Season one may be over, but there's lots more No Fucks Given content where that came from. Like I said, you can always check out my website, nofucksgivenguides.com. There's all kinds of free downloads, the show notes. You can sign up for the newsletter and all of that. And until next time, I'm Sarah Knight. No fucks given, not sorry.